0: Welcome to WARN Radio, with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings and welcome to WARN Radio. This is Tower, and I'm here with The Watchmen, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find us on usa.life, We, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on warn usacom or DanaGlinsmith.com. You'll also find the post there for listening and downloading, or for downloading and you can Forward them to your friends, and we thank you for doing that. You can find Warn Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warn Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us as this, your interaction helps. And don't miss these posts on warren usa and com. Biblical Truth in an Unbiblical World Christian truth today is rel- relevant and biblical truth leads us to the way the truth and the life this is jesus christ the only begotten son of god and our savior and lord also blood guilt slain for the word of god blood guilt slain it is true today that murdering jesus is the goal of many in the world as they kill the least of these my brethren It is the last days, and being slain for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ has brought blood guilt and its judgment to this generation in rebellion. And, State of a Moral Nation State of a Moral Nation, when looking at the direction of a nation or a people, we look to its leadership. This includes the political, religious, and social leadership of a nation. And don't miss this latest post on warn-usa.com. Persecution, Sheep to the Slaughter, Classic Warn Radio. Persecution, Sheep to the Slaughter continues to be true. As James says, you kill the righteous and he does not resist you. The year was 2,019 and 4,136 Christians were killed for faith-related reasons. And that's according to the Open Doors USA. And for the latest post on Dana Glenn Smith, we have, Still the Darkness Conspiracy Behind the Conspiracies. Still the Darkness in the Ground Floor of the Secretive Move to Destroy America was published in 2017. It details this event. Book two, The Rising, takes this further and is due out in late 2021. Be sure to get the WIBR WARN radio newsletter by going to DanaClinsmith.com where you can sign up and you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
0: You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglindsmith.com And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn.
1: Greetings Dana, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well, doing good. It's been uh, just a little bit since we... Uh, ...have been on the Thursday night show.
1: We missed last week.
0: Yeah, we just missed last week.
1: Yeah, that's all.
0: But uh, at any rate, we're at part 101. We've gone over our part 100. That was our 100th episode. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, uh, the Warren Radio Broadcast... The Watchman Alert Radio Network, that's what WARN actually stands for. And we have this uh, signal, you know, this show carried on quite a number of things. And I was thinking there's a few more we can get them on because we're already on some of their partner ones. Mm -hmm. But uh, at any rate, uh, uh, one of the favorite ones is over on Spreaker and uh, we're also on blog talk and uh and so when you look at these we have quite a few of them and you have to add up all the all the listeners on everything but we recently uh passed a little milestone over on Spreaker with 10,000 downloads a lot of people don't download them. They, they will listen, but not download. And, of course, uh, for a lot of people, I mean, Warren Radio over the years, I mean, we've had millions of downloads on our site. And then I went in and uh, reset everything. And because we were changing a lot of stuff, and uh, and we don't carry all of that like we used to. We have them, uh... We have them on a server. And we also have them set aside in our own storage. But uh, we only keep, uh, I don't know, four or five years of shows. Spreaker, I think, only only does two of them. I, I update it every two years.
1: How much does Spreaker keep?
0: Well, I... You know, and 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 it's because of money. You know, oh, yeah, of it course. costs uh, quite a bit of money for me to have an unlimited amount of stuff on there. But all the shows are on our Warren Radio, uh, com. That that was really always our main one that we had everything on. That you could download, and they have a, uh, an article with them that it kind of explains the show. It gives you the keywords and stuff like that. And for every show that I've ever done for over two decades, it's always had an accompanying article. That's a lot of articles for our shows.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Plus all of our other articles that get written. So, Well, at any rate, tonight, part uh, 101. And, uh, and that's hard to believe, but we've been in Isaiah. It's going to be two years. Because we were um, about a year and a half uh, into it some time ago. I don't know. I lost track. We're in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, I can't remember.
0: I have to go back and look at all the audios to figure out. I think
1: out. we um, started back in April of 2019. So if that's the case, it's been over two years.
0: I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm still trying to get through the book. So <laughs> <laughs> when I'm wading through a snowstorm, I don't look back to see where I've come from. I just plow ahead. So there you go. So at any rate, uh, the whole world, a lot of uh, persecution. Don't forget to listen to our shows on on Wednesday for our advocacy for the persecuted church uh and it's wrapping up uh, ramping up I should say and uh, things are just really in a lot of chaotic mess America because of the Biden administration and they're undoing the policies of Trump now America who was making America great again now is in the toilet and uh, we're looking at right now if something isn't done we're going to have 8 to 10 million illegal aliens in here um and all of whom the democrats want to make citizens and uh, want to get give them free stuff and everything else that seems to be the socialist dream of all those in dc but the problem of it is is because there's never been a marxist socialist uh, regime that did any good for its citizens and uh, they're all oppressive and they're not good they're about power so um It is a mess and uh, I would recommend the people staying home because this country is divided and if there's ever a civil war, you're going to die. And if there's uh, a massive uh, depression, no food and terrorists that came in, uh, you're still going to die. So this is not a good place to be. I've been warning about the fall of America for many, many years. I... I have said it more times than I can count that you don't want to be here when this thing falls. But guess what? We opened up the border, so everybody's coming in thinking it's the old America. It's not the old America, folks. It's totally different. It's not anything like that. And uh, so at any rate, we're in Isaiah, and I'm going to go ahead and do this.
1: Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Bye. Okay.
0: So we left off on 729 in Isaiah 38, verse 6. Actually, that's where we begin, because verse 5 is where we ended it, where um, the word of the Lord to Isaiah, and Isaiah goes and tells uh, Hezekiah, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I've seen thy tears. Behold, I'll under, add unto thy days 15 years. Now, of course, we've already gone through the whole thing with the Assyrians. We've gone through uh, Isaiah's prophecy concerning it. And then he gives an update as to the actual uh, events of it. Uh, we've gone through uh, the parts in Kings and, and uh w- Chronicles and things talking about all of this and now we're at the part where Hezekiah um, was facing death the Lord had actually told him that uh, get prepared to die and uh, you may not think that that happens but it does and I've said this before Uh, I knew a Jewish prophet and I talked to him quite a bit Interviewing him for our shows, and uh, went to a few of his meetings. He's dead and gone now with the Lord. But I remember him telling me that uh, the Lord told him go tell someone to get prepared to die because you're gonna you, you're gonna die. Get your stuff in order. And so he went and told him. I didn't ask him if he really died I just assumed he did but he wouldn't tell a story like that if well at any rate you know it it does happen and uh, I have talked about the proper way to die is not from disease and a lot of these other things there is a way I mean if you look at the patriarchs in the Old Testament they you know, the Lord was involved not just in their life, but in their death as well. Moses was was literally told, so was Aaron, and uh, there was a place and a time. You know, the the Indians of old, uh, you know, the Sioux, the Arapaho around here, and uh, uh, there's a lot of others, uh, other groups. When you get old and and you feel that your days are done, they they just go out and into the wilderness and die you know it's a good day to die they say that during a war but uh, you know there is something to that you know I mean we spend it trying to stay alive and we get old and sickly and can't move and can't do anything and uh, so at any rate Hezekiah now he's not going to die and uh, luckily for him but he still gets in trouble uh and uh of course, you're talking about the Old Covenant, but see, it's not like the New Covenant. Christians don't ever get in trouble with the Lord <laughs> I mean you know in 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 the Old Testament, there wasn't that leeway because the Messiah hadn't come, and we weren't under the blood of the covenant and uh the Lord does say, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And in John three sixteen it says, For God so loved the world. So if he loves the entire world, as many as he loves in the world, he rebukes and chases. So, the, you know, he loves them all and he rebukes and chases them. So in verse 6, it says, And I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I'll defend this city. And we talked about the timeline on this. And and I believe that the timeline on this it, it happened... um. Uh, after uh, the king of Assyria showed up. And, of course, you know, when you're really talking about it, you see the point that, uh, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard against them. And that's important. And it's not like as believers we never have a time when it seems like the enemy is coming through every gate we have. And, and it's important to remember, and, and, it, and it's like that today in America. I mean, the Biden administration, and we know from, recent, uh, from a lot of things happening, main, the main thing that happened is that a lot of people really didn't want to mess with election fraud or cheating. So they just kicked Trump out and trusted Biden not to be radical. Well, he came out and said that he wasn't going to do anything with uh, uh, various things, that he ended up changing and going against his word. And so everything here is just like totally screwed up now. And uh, there is no future uh, with the way he's going. Now for me and and the way we we just look to the Lord every day And we live by every every word And we listen to the word And our hope is in the Lord and so no matter what happens, I mean I trust the Lord to Deliver us and when you're looking at uh, Isaiah and you and he was there in the city when all of this was occurring. He was in the city when Hezekiah got sick. And uh, so when the word of the Lord came to him, I mean, he wasn't very far away. So he went back and mainly to where the main palace was within the city, Um uh, Colin DeLise says it was in Jerusalem, the middle city, the central portion of the city. And it's interesting to know because there's an an old uh, an old part of the city and then there's the newer part. And there is other battles over Jerusalem that's coming. The Lord does say in prophecy that he's going to bring them down to Jerusalem to judge them there. So there's going to be a mighty, mighty battle again at Jerusalem and uh, Jerusalem. Uh, Is going to be partially taken, but I, you know, if if we go by Zechariah In the end of his chapter and what he what he talks about we normally look at that Uh, And so You know, it was on a good point here that when the enemy came in like a flood And everything that they were doing that God stood up to deliver them And You know, that's you know, here in America, that's what a lot of people are hoping for. But in the same token, we're a nation that uh, uh, is doing a lot of things that are abominable. And we're not repenting of it. We're continuing to push this stuff. And, you know, that that's really where it is. And it's part of that same stuff that we find out of Revelation. <coughs> where uh, the whore that's riding on the beast is pouring out... Uh, Her vile cup of abominations and that's really where we're at right now the nations of men uh, Have pretty much gone their own ways on a lot of things and And uh, so the church is you know the the real true believers are going to pull further and further away because When we look in revelation we see that it says come out of her my people uh, And uh, so that you do not uh, partake of her sins and receive of her plague. So the number one thing is. You don't partake of the sins. Of the. of Mystery Babylon. Uh, and. Uh, and you could just easily just say. Of the world. And follow that which is right. In the eyes of the Lord. And you're going to be okay. You're still could be hunted down. Because it's also a time of. Of Christians losing their lives. So that's that's coming in like a flood in the end of days for us because we we are there um really prophetically i, I believe that um and of course it, it would be okay with me if um it wasn't quite as close as it looks at it as it is because uh, um there's a lot of people that we need to reach and a lot of things we got to do but uh, it's going to come whenever the lord says And so when you look at this the Covenant here now This Covenant, you know is the one from Sinai and of course over all of the years that Israel was with them uh, Israel was not really a very good keeper of the Covenant now a lot of times they would They would still do all the stuff. They're supposed to be doing but their hearts were far from him and uh, they they got into all kinds of other gods the gods of the nations and the Lord said do not do what the nations did (coughs) he was going to cast them out and of course both houses you know and I've gone through all this how they got to two houses and what happened to them. and so here we got Hezekiah who was really a pretty good king and now he's been told that he gets to live and the sign is also specially put here as well because there is a sign that goes goes that and and, and this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken behold I'll bring again the shadow of the degrees which has gone down in the sundial of Ahaz ten degrees backward so the sun returned ten degrees by which degrees it was gone down now, see, there there was a difference here because they first talked about it just going down, just uh, moving ahead, which was nothing. Ahaz, I mean, uh, uh, Hezekiah, wanted it to go backwards because that is a true miracle. Then he would really be. Um, and uh, so, you know, he didn't want it just to go down 10 steps or 10 degrees, whatever they, they have marked out there. But he wanted it to go 10 backwards. And so when you when you begin to see, and we see this in the Old Testament, uh, where the sun stood still during a battle of Israel. Now see, in, in the modern New Testament, the modern relationship to the Lord God uh, as modernists and as want people that have technology, it's hard for us to even fathom that. You, you know, and and a lot of people are at the point. Well, these are just good stories; they're not true, but they are true. And the fact of it is, is that it, we've reported on our advocacy broadcasts, Old Testament type miracles happening uh, today. And apostolic miracles, uh, type. I mean, really supernatural things that are occurring, and uh, the enemies of God are getting saved. Uh, you know, the the believers are being protected. Now, there's other areas that that the believers getting slaughtered, and th- there is a reason for that, and and that is because we need to really get in that point of deliverance, and and I think a, a lot of times christians play victims and they don't mean to but they become victims when your real battle is found in the lord and and that's for these end of days we're going to have to do the same thing this miracle of hezekiah has to be one of those that we can look to the lord god as well and we can see the same kind of miracles today because you got a lot of enemies I mean, over in Africa, the jihadists are killing Christians, you know, like it's, you know, open season uh, and, and just killing them right and left. And it's easy to kill people that can't defend themselves or don't defend themselves. Uh, they don't have any kind of protection. And these people jump right out of the bush. And many times they have modernized weapons, modern vehicles, big weapons. And, uh, you know, a lot of these poor villages, I mean, they just got bows and arrows and spears, maybe a few guns, but they can't afford stuff. They don't have a lot of ammunition. And so they end up getting slaughtered. And so in these end of days, we need to understand that, that our source is the same source that Hezekiah and Isaiah have. And that is the Lord God. Now today he's given the authority. For the end of days. To his son Yahshua. Jesus Christ. Who in Revelation number one. Revelation one. Calls himself the almighty. And if he's almighty. Which he is. We can follow the hall of faith. Which is written. And it tells us. There are those that got delivered. And there's those that died. And but. For the most part There is a portion in there For us written That tells us There is this place Of deliverance It's the same kind of deliverance That we see with Hezekiah Now you've got to look at this You've got to believe it And you've got to get into the scriptures You've got to increase your faith You've got to understand That when things begin to get Totally impossible That's when God moves Now that's more than just a saying Okay, because I can tell you, your fancy churches in America are not going to deliver you. There's no churches anywhere on the face of this earth that ever saved believers from judgment. Now, we can go back in history during the Roman Empire and Rome hadn't been breached at all. And then it started getting breached because they everything was falling apart in Rome and they couldn't protect their citizens, and the Germanic tribes and others were coming in and invading. Now, the first time they breached into Rome, everybody went into the Rome church, and uh, they were a lot of them were delivered. But once the heathens saw that uh, that's where they were hiding, other times when they went in there, they were slaughtered. And we see overseas churches burnt, churches torn apart, t- churches pillaged. Christians shot, killed, murdered, burned, raped, everything you could think of. Uh, in China, the communists have ravaged the churches. Now, folks, get a grip here and understand. When you see Joel Osteen and all these others that have these big, huge congregations and everything is wonderful and nice and peachy keen and beautiful, that's not the church. That is America. That is the glory of the earth. That's not God's glory. That's the glory of the earth. That's riches. That's our technology. That's the ability to make money and make it look like God uh, has okayed it. Well, i got news for you. Friendship with the world is an enmity with God. And so you need to come out of the world. It tells us to come out. And you can be in the same place and still come out of it. Why? Because you're not doing what they're doing. And so th- there there are some differences here. But see, the thing of it is, is Ahaz, his sundial is what they used. And Hezekiah, you know, asked for it to go backwards. And that's what happened. So the sun returned 10 degrees. Literally, the shadow of the sun moved backwards because this, the sun moved. How can the sun move backwards? Well, I, you know, I'm not God. But if I was God, I would just say, Hey, Gabriel, get a couple of the angels and go over there and pull the moon back or the sun back. We want it to go back 10, 10 degrees. But the Lord, all he has to do is just speak it and it'll, it'll move. I mean these are supernatural miracles. I mean we're so used to having technology and things. If we're gonna to go to the moon we gotta have a vehicle to get there. You know, we're we discount that God is a supernatural God. These are supernatural miracles and when it goes back, God is saying, Yes, Ahaz I just made it go back. I am the giver of life. I told you you were going to die, but because you repented, I'm going to move it back like you requested, and I'm going to give you 15 more years in your life. Now that is the grace of God. That is the favor of God. Now see, that's what you want. And Christ came to unite us, and he said, Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Where two or more are you are gathered, I'm in the middle of you. I'm in the midst of you. I'm not in the midst of you because you're in some brick building. I'm in the midst of you because, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Spirit of God is in you. Your body is the temple of the Spirit. You are the ecclesia. You are the called out ones. We run all the way around, and and I get all these things, you know. And I see them all the time. Various denominations, and I've got the Mormons saying this, and I've got the Catholics saying that, and I've got the Baptists saying this. And, you know, I don't care. I don't care what you're saying. I don't need your input. If I want to know something, I'm going to go to the Lord. If I need a miracle, I'm going to go to the Lord. Now, if I know people that are close to me that will pray, then I'll ask them to pray. But just because someone goes to church doesn't make them my brother. You have to be walking in the way of the Lord. Now, see, the unfortunate thing of it is we have so many different kinds of doctrines today that we just pretty much do whatever the doctrines and the theologians have uh, put there. That's just what the Jews did. And it was called tradition. By the tradition of men, you've made the word of God in none effect. But see, for, for Hezekiah, it was really simple. Okay? There's no denomination here. It was very simple. You had an army at the gate. All of a sudden, you get sick. God says you're going to die. You're on a deathbed. You're sitting there. You can do nothing. You have your advisors standing around. Everything is going wrong at this point. You turn to the wall and pray to God. The Lord hears and says, I've heard your prayer and you, you you know, humbled yourself and came to me. And I'm going to heal you. And this is proof that I'm going to heal you. And so this is where this sign came from. See, now that's when the enemy comes in like a flood. And I'm making the point here because, folks, the enemy is coming in like a flood in China. The enemy has been in like a flood in China for a long time. The enemy has been worse than a flood in North Korea. The enemy has been like a flood in Pakistan for the Christians. The enemy has been like a flood in India. The enemy has been more than a flood in Nigeria. The enemy has been in a really big flood right now Over in Afghanistan. Because we suddenly pulled out. The Taliban has taken everything over. They're killing people. They're raping women. They're trying to put together. Some of these guys go around and they fight and they take any woman they want for a sex slave. This is the way it works. When we were following ISIS as far as what they were doing and reporting it. 2014, 2015, these people didn't give one hoot and holler. Whether you were in a Catholic church, Baptist church, whether you were a Mormon missionary, whatever you were, they didn't care. There's only one thing that mattered. If you're going to become a Muslim or not, after that, you're going to be dead. Now, see, we're getting down to a time for the Antichrist and all the other stuff that's coming in like a flood, and they're not going to give one hoot and holler about what kind of a church you have, who is your preacher, and nothing else. They're going to get down to brass tacks. All your faith is going to come down to a simple choice. It's a simple choice for Hezekiah here. You're going to die. You're no longer a king. You can't stop yourself from dying, so you go to him who can. And it's a good thing he did. Now, when talking about the sun then going back, now see, when it says that it's going back, I see a sun going backward. However, some of the commentators believe that it was just the sun upon the sundial went back. Now, I don't know how they would do that, but it is a miracle. The whole thing is meant to be a miracle. And see, this is, in verse 9, it says, the writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his illness. And it, what he did is, after he had, you know, he's in the middle of all of this, And when he gets recovered, in verse 9 it makes a note. The writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his illness. And he goes into like a psalm or a hymn. And when you're facing death, now I've had close calls, but nothing close to death. But I've been at the deathbed of three of my close relatives, our parents. And I was at the, well, at any rate, death is permanent. And when you're going to die and the Lord God tells you that you're going to die and the prophet tells you what God said that you're going to die, you turn over and pray and when you're praying you're going to die and you're hoping that that isn't going to be the case. And when you're delivered from such a thing it's like being born again. Because you were going to die. You saw death. You smelled death. But all of a sudden God says, I'm going to deliver you. In verse 10, he says, I said in the cutting off of my days, I shall go to the gates of the grave, or the gates of Sheol. I am deprived of the residue of my years. There's not going to be any more. Your flesh will go down into the earth. Your spirit will go to Sheol where you rest. Now, in the Old Testament, we call the ones who were righteous, they will go into the bosom of Abraham. Nevertheless, it's over. It's done with there's no more thinking about all the issues that you're faced with it doesn't matter anymore because it doesn't matter if like if it was like right now wouldn't matter if Biden what Biden is doing wouldn't matter how many people come through the over the border it, it wouldn't matter how bad a depression was coming. If there's a world war, it wouldn't matter who won. It, it, it don't matter. And that's why life in the New Testament, we're taught, life is like the flower of the field that is here today and gone tomorrow. And, and I can remember my own family And as a young boy, following my dad around on the creek bank, high in the mountains, carrying a stick fishing pole and a can of worms. And we fished together all of our lives. And then, when he got bad, it happened so quickly, nobody told me, and when they called me, he was already dead. They even cremated him before I could get there. And that's final. There's there's no more dad. There's no more mom. There's no more grandpa. There's no more nothing when they die. You have a good friend. You know, death is permanent. That's why... When we talk about salvation and seeking the Lord, today is the day of salvation. Well, see, for Hezekiah in the Old Testament, that covenant keeping was very important. And Isaiah, being a true prophet, was very important to listen to. He represented the word of God. He represented that word that came directly from the Lord and given to them. It was very, very important. Because that's all you had then. Every nation had God, but only Israel had the God of Israel. Even the heathen knew the God of Israel. The heathen even knew what the prophets of Israel did. So he says the first thing he says in the cutting off of nine days, "I'll go sh- go to the gates of the grave." Or the gates of Sheol, I'm deprived of the residue of my years. Yeah, you are. And so when you look and you're alive, you see life. Go figure, huh? But when you're dead, you see a black hole. When you begin to die. Unless you have hope. And I have read a lot of testimonies of people who had died and gone to hell and came back. And on the way back, they had been given another chance. And guess what? They immediately became a believer in Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And they knew what they were doing wrong. And they repented. See, death has that effect. The possibility of death. Now, you know, speaking of this, we have friends that have a big group of churches, 400 and some, in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. And they're having a real hard time with COVID and a lot of stuff that's going on financially they're strapped some of them can't even keep up there's no food they're getting sick they don't have money for health it it's a mess so the word has come out twice to us about these issues it reminds me of what paul said in second corinthians 1 8 through 11 he said for we would not brethren have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. That we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. They thought they were going to die. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. See, that emphasizes that there's no hope. I mean, death is, is that close. You can smell it. You can sense it. And you know you have a lot of work to do. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. See, we have a God that delivers from death. We have a God that has conquered death. That's what Paul's saying. Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver, and whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You also helping together by prayer for us that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons thanks may be given by many on our behalf because what Paul and his people were doing was bringing assistance to various people. But they ran into trouble. And so we look at Hezekiah and see his trouble. We look at Paul You know, there's no difference except one's under the old covenant, one's in the new. But they're trusting in the same God. And so Hezekiah says next I said, I shall not see the Lord, even the Lord, in the land of the living. I shall behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. You're not going to see anything. Now, there's another little scripture that says that I want to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That in the land of the living, where there's trouble and all kinds of chaos and everything happening, I want to see the goodness of the Lord, the grace of God. I want to see his arm. His hand moving. I want to see him actively involved. Helping us. I want to see that in existence. See. But when you look around at some of these places. Today. There's always chaos everywhere. There's no. There's no goodness. There's no rest. It is total chaos and death. And this is where we have to trust. In the living God. I said, I shall not see the Lord. Here is Yah, the shortened form of Yahweh. It's the sacred name of God, Jehovah Yahweh, the covenant keeping name, the sacred name. Hezekiah saw the end of everything. He was sick. He was going to die. And he could no longer enjoy any divine favor on earth because he's going to be dead. Furthermore, he wouldn't be alive to see. Sennacherib being defeated. He goes on to say in verse 12. My age is departed. That refers to the circle of life. And is removed. Which means about to be removed from planet earth. You're going to die. From me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut off like a weaver in my life. He will cut me off with pining sickness. From day even to night. Wilt thou make an end of me. Finish me off. Now see when you're dying and of course the only person that is the definitive or definitive expert on death is the Lord because he died and was resurrected from the dead now we have his words and what he said now as far as our folks and everybody else that died they've experienced death and they know what it's like But we can't talk to them. They're not here. But the Lord is and he gave us his word. And we know that we know that he is the author of life. He's the giver of life. And so Hezekiah, you know, you're going to be pretty depressed when you go through stuff like this. Nobody likes sickness, especially one unto death. He says uh, in verse 13, I reckon till morning that as a lion, so will he break all my bones from day even to night. You will make an end of me. Now, you see, all night. And. You know, even if he expected God to move. Or even if. Isaiah told him, you're going to feel better. But see, there's a time in this sickness that you're wasting away. You're losing the battle. And folks, at night, there's nothing worse than night when you're really, really sick. And, and I know what I'm talking about The minutes go by like hours. And if you're trying to battle it and pray against it and rebuke it, it's even tougher. But you can just see him waiting as he's looking at that. His body's dying. He's not getting any better. He's prayed. Verse 14, like a crane or a swallow. So did I chatter. I did mourn as a dove. Mine eyes fail with looking upward, O Lord. I am oppressed. Undertake for me. Now, if you look at a crane or a swallow, they're known for their chattering. So he might have been so upset and and bothered that he did endless chatter, either to those standing around or to the Lord putting out as many prayers as you could but see throughout all the night nothing did any good so you wind up with a lot of thoughts sorrow lamenting and mourning and you continue to look to the Lord and and nothing has happened yet You know they they say the Lord is always on time not on your time I've waited on the Lord and there's times I would have sent him a a special message Lord hurry it up I'm tired of waiting you know I, I you know I want to be delivered yesterday I don't want to be delivered tomorrow because I'm suffering now see that's the way we are you know I mean we want it now But God is the giver of life. You can die and he can resurrect you. Now see by the time you get to verse 15. In this writing that he does. He's feeling better. He says what shall I say? He has both spoken unto me. And himself has done it. And I shall go softly all my years in the bitterness of my soul. See, because the word of the Lord came to him. See, Isaiah told him, and then it came to pass. And it was the Lord that healed him. Nobody else would have healed him. And for the rest of his life, he will always remember this experience. Because there's always regrets. Why didn't I have more faith? Why didn't I see that he was going to do this? When you're really sick, and I mean really, really sick, you know, there's a lot of things that, that you may not be thinking straight on. But there's one thing you need to think straight on, and that's the Lord. And I know, and and so does Tower, We've literally waited with people, relatives. There was no hope, and they were going to die. And they died. And I remember I was watching this person very closely. I was watching his breath, his breathing. And he stopped, but I, I didn't see him stop. I was I was watching and I couldn't believe he was gone. I was just looking at him, just and and Tower said, He's gone. See, death is final and we have cheapened it in the world. Every soul is precious. God has given us life here. And so, Isaiah, what shall I say? You can't say anything. He's alive. He's going to live. He's gratitude. He's happy. But he also has a little bit of sorrow in his soul because God did follow through. He goes on to say, oh, Lord, by these things men live. And in all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me and make me to live. And he's talking about the promises of God. Divine intervention. You know and in the Old Testament uh, in the Old Covenant. You know Isaiah was involved. There was a plea unto the Lord God. In the New Covenant we have Yahshua by his stripes we have been healed. We live by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord, even as Christians. And and nothing teaches you that more than going through something like a death experience. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption thou hast cast all my sins behind my back for the grave cannot praise thee death cannot celebrate thee they that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth but you see in our world today death and hell are going to be cast in to the lake of fire Because Yahshua conquered death and hell. And see, you don't know love until you think you've lost your life and it's the end of the world. There's no hope. All of a sudden you're healed. And you're going to live. And these are the words. This is you shown your love to my very soul because you delivered my soul and my body. You delivered me from dying from this body of death. And if I had been in sin, you wouldn't have listened, so you have cast all my sins behind my back as well. But you delivered me. What can the grave do? It just holds bones. But the fact of it is those that do go down to the pit their life is done. But you see the one thing and Paul talks about this is that if we had in this life only the faith of Jesus Christ, then we'd be of all men most miserable. Because it's not just about being a Christian in this life. It's not just about what we know and how we're delivered and saved. It's the fact that because we believe, we know we've got a future after this life, we've got a new body, and God is going to bring us into that fullness. Because our lives are short. And see if anything this should teach us about Hezekiah. That there's hope. Beyond this life. And he goes on. We're not going to be able to finish this. Father thank you for your word tonight. bless those that hear this whenever they do and if people have suffered death and loss lord comfort them you have speak to their souls and help them there's a lot of death a lot of sorrow lord bring them hope shower them with your love In Jesus' name, amen. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Amen. Tower?
1: Yes. Hello?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: I, I don't know. I don't have much to say, I guess. I like the teaching tonight. It's a good word builds up on i mean you just gives you a lot to think about your life
0: well you know what can you say (laughs) you can't deny it no well at any rate we got to go christ is alive and he's the alpha and omega
1: amen good night everybody we love you thank you for joining us we hope the best for you and the lord and We pray for you, and please pray for us and your brethren around the world. Good night, everybody.
0: Shalom, everybody. Good night. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of
1: The Warn Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of
1: The Warren Radio.